Hi there, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Made of Things. I am your host, Antonio Maria Correa. Uh, well, to be perfectly frank, the bonus episode came out on Tuesday, which is the usual day of the week for new episodes of the show. So this one is, in fact, the main episode of the week, considering I have two interviews with Jim Black and thought they were both to be very much worthwhile and even complimentary, uh, if you notice how different they are from each other. So late last year, I got to talk to Jim again uh, a couple of years after the first interview, uh, having kept in touch in the meantime because uh, he's just that great of a dude. This will be the full interview, even though we kept chatting for about another hour, I think, uh, after we were done. Uh, honestly, I uh, wish I had uh, recorded that too. Uh, th it was pretty fun. <laughs> I can't uh, describe it uh, any other way. Uh, but there will be a shorter video cut up on YouTube in the coming weeks uh, of the interview, so keep an eye out for that. But please do not be literal and uh, gauge your eye out or something. I do vouch for the safety of all of my listeners. Uh, so on this convo we ended up talking about um, music in general and specifically as well, in many specifics, but it also turned out to be a very funny interview and I really uh, loved uh, doing this one. Uh, I met Jim at the hotel in a pretty warm winter afternoon and uh, he had just gotten out of... Um, gotten out of the box <laughs> he's uh, he's always out of the box um, to be frank I, I don't really like that expression um, I mean you know what box like don't don't get in boxes guys it's unhealthy uh, it will leave uh, skin marks on your body and stuff and other sorts of unwelcome uh, effects but uh, Jim as I was saying was straight out of uh, straight straight out straight out of Compton I'm, I'm pretty sure he was straight out of Compton um, uh, no that, that's not that's not true he was just straight out of a music lesson with someone uh, but uh, we met after that uh, near the uh, Gloria elevator so Google image that uh, if you're not from Lisbon and even if you're from Lisbon it's uh, it's uh, an elevator carriage thing that goes uphill and we also met after the day he played a show with Carlos Bica and uh, Frank Mobus with Azul at the Hot Club in Lisbon I got to record a bunch of their songs with the GoPro camera I set up on uh, Jim's drum kit so uh, look for that on YouTube in the coming weeks as well it's really outstanding as you might imagine so uh, a more serious part of the conversation this time includes the subject of the online streaming situation this is not something I am very keen on talking about usually uh, because I honestly find it a bit tedious uh, and uh, everyone talks about that and uh, I tend to, you know, I just don't want to do things that everyone else is speaking of. Uh, but um, of course it's an important issue and uh, recently, you know, some rather popular artists such as Pat from uh, King Crimson and Mr. Mr. and uh, Alex from uh, Ring of Death Star posted pictures of their invoices uh, for their yearly income from internet streaming and app streaming and uh, this is absolutely true it doesn't even amount to a dollar or two dollars you know a dollar guys come on so uh, the situation is looking good if um, if it isn't I mean there's no silver lining to it it's just not looking good at all okay so uh, let's get to this uh, with the, the awesome uh, Jim Black
last night's show, Jim. You were saying that it was w- w- off off the record. You were saying that it was was uh, bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it we had played the Hot Club last year mm-hmm. with the same music, and I think you know um, every band's different. Every book of music for this band mm-hmm. is is has a different point, a different meaning, and. Um, you don't want to wear out a book of music mm-hmm. um, if that's possible like even you know bands need to they tour an album they go off the road they make a new album they keep some of the old tunes they mainly play new material it depends on the band so anyway yeah. so last night we realized like wow we only played here a year ago and we're playing the same music still so Carlos was looking through the files and thinking we could play older tunes and And then we were also thinking, like, well, that doesn't really totally make sense to bring out all the old tunes we've already played. So what? Oh, right, we're improvisers. Yes, <laughs> let's improvise more. Which is, which is, you know, it was never, uh, quote unquote, as Carlos says, the philosophy of the band. Which the, actually, this band never really had a philosophy. We've always just gone with the flow in terms of what does Carlos write and what makes the most sense. The last album we made, I think Frank and I discussed approaching it more like pop songs or something, mm-hmm. and not trying to be jazz musicians on it, not mm-hmm. not trying to 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 color everything in a certain way or improvise so much. So the one thing we hadn't done on this music was improvise a lot. So we, Carlos, shuffled the book around, and it was just pretty much like whenever you feel like ripping it open, go. And so from the beginning, I, I had never done that with this band. And, you know, this band has been together technically for 23 years now. So we've never really done that before. And that's just like... It's kind of like giving birth in a weird way. Like, I mean, I know nothing about that either, but <laughs> not true. not physically, at least, uh-huh. uh, as far as I know or remember. But that that uh, doing that with a band on stage, a band of friends and family that you know really well, it's like the first time. It's, it's, it was really wild. It felt pretty amazing. Like we got off stage and it was just like, whoa, okay, okay, okay. So tonight should be fun. So it's it's incredible that, um, for instance, uh, you um, then you have like. Um, Then you have you, you kind of want to. Do you sometimes want to record that, those sort of things? Like, and you wish you could record everything. When I was younger, I was into that, mainly out of the fear of maybe missing out something awesome happening, not having the ability to listen back and go, "Wow, I sound so great." No, I, I think I, I there's it's with the technology available, it's more easy to record everything. And you know, as Dave Liebman, the saxophone player I tour with, he's like, you know, he tells his students like, "You ain't gonna you can record whatever you want. You're never gonna find time to listen to it all." And he's right because it's too easy now. It's not like the the cassette that you had to rewind and really make an effort to get in there. And I listen to my bootlegs when. When I was younger, when I had more time, I still have my bootleg cassettes of great shows, great gigs. It might even be worth something <laughs> now that now that well now that nobody really pays for music anymore um, uh, yeah. officially. Well, that sh- should change. But still, <laughs> yeah. like that idea of of like where do you find time to go back and relive the memories? I don't. There's no time. You yeah. can only move forward. So. I still can taste last night. That's what matters, you know? So I don't mind that stuff's not documented or recorded. We have plans to make a new album this summer in Slovenia. A live gig plus new tunes. So that's something we haven't done before, and I look forward to that. 
That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's keep moving uh-huh. forward. It's yeah. better. Of course, when the tape is rolling, I mean, there. I'm really thankful that a lot of things do get captured on tape that maybe weren't supposed to be on tape. That you that you can listen back and be like, wow, okay, mm-hmm. nice memory. Mm-hmm. If anything, for a memento. Uh-huh. And did you have, uh, for instance, like you, last night you did, uh, you on the playful side uh, you met, you were talking about, uh, you did like the the, the the end of show cover of uh, cover of T for Two. Yeah. Yes, a cover. <laughs> but um, but was, was oh, that, that a, a cover? That that is a cover, <laughs> and it's, it's totally it's an interpretation. A, yeah, it's a weird one. Um, why? Uh, but uh, I was asking because uh, just because it was just so immediate to everyone because it's such a standard, you know, and uh, I think. Everyone got got it pretty it's pretty fast. To my mom, um, <laughs> sure, yes, uh, yes, not standard. I mean standard for no, standard. Are standards for go really standards for standards. I think standard for standards' uh, sake. Yes, exactly, exactly. But um, I mean, uh, did it? Um, so that came up. Uh, it was something you usually did, or that came up like uh, in the oh, afternoon. We've had that encore in the book for years. Oh, I think it's yeah. on one of our albums, like. Our second album, maybe, okay. Okay. and uh, well, a tune like that's cute because it's so strange. It's a nice song. I, I you, that even showed up in New York for a minute the past couple of years is being played on some sessions. Oh. Someone transcribed it and tried to get through it. I mean, uh, uh, looking at the original song. I mean, the song is a song, whatever. But it's a, it's a little after you play a whole night of original music and then you do something like that, it risks being a little too cute or trite. Sure. And of course, people like it. But just because people like it doesn't mean you should do it. Uh-huh. That can become a real bad habit. There's a fine line between, you know, like why you do something. It, meanwhile, back in reality, uh-huh. it's a song, and, and that's a song that's meant to be sort of d- destroyed. Uh-huh. Carlos plays that melody more or less the same every time, and we can frame it how we want. But last night, I think we had special permission to pour gasoline on the frame <laughs> and set it on fire, which we pretty much did. Frank sounded awesome playing the street. Yeah, it was cool. It was good. Yeah, because you let out some laughs. Uh, it was very visible it's, to everyone. Yeah, it's yeah. silly as hell, yes. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. You were just... Uh, actually, uh, I, I didn't know um, I didn't know what... Um, you recently met Pat Masolato of King Crimson and Mr. Mr. and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> you got a King Crimson <laughs> I do. I do, I do. It's like my favorite band or something. And I don't know that much about him, which is really odd. Like, I've ne- I don't really... I did, I did meet... Uh, You want what the question is? You no. would like to know why? No, yes, I would like to know why. On which circumstance? I mean, okay, I know that's a weird one. Like the band I've never listened to, all of a sudden I'm recording with Pass Mastolato. 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 Mister Mister. Mister Mister. Back well. in my high school, junior mm-hmm. high school days. Um, yes, we both play this material called hammer axe, which is these metal plates. They used to. This company used to make wind chimes called Ohm back in the late '70s. They were the best wind chimes. This guy's a crazy inventor, John Stannard. Anyway, he's got Pat from King Crimson and uh, uh, Tobias uh, Ralph. Yeah, Tobias Ralph. Yeah. Yes. He, so we did. There's all these videos online of us playing this material he's been making. I got involved because I met him at the NAM show, the New Music Instrument Show oh, oh. in LA, and he's like, I was there at the symbol booth for the Italian company. I like to try to help out. Mm-hmm. They've been very kind to me, and he's like, Can you come over and play my 
kit and I did and that's videos online too me poking at these objects for the first time and after 10 minutes of me goofing around it's like great you're signed and I'm like signed to what exactly what what are these you know like so turns out that he lives right next to my mom in Florida which is crazy and he's a crazy man I'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying that publicly. He's a he's a madman inventor, and he comes up with some pretty wild ideas. And those objects, their main function is just to generate a metallic sound as loud as possible. Seriously, seriously, oh. he has all the pressing machines in this place. It's it's an incredible operation. But um, you know, when he gets an idea, he goes for it. And so he had all these weird ideas of taking crimson tunes and reharmonizing them, or doing different arrangements where we're playing these products. And we just did another recording session. I, Pat and I just did a duo session in Florida when I was visiting my mom. He, he rented a studio, and there's going to be these videos of us playing this Tool song, and he did this seriously. weird... Yeah, seriously. We did this weird collage of all this music that we're playing these instruments on. Dig it. Tool, tool shirt. Tool shirt. We played... Um, <laughs> not, not, this was not, <laughs> this is not uh, prepared. No, what was funny is that... No, that's really, that's really cute. This is uh, <laughs> just a coincidence. That, I bought that album, and my, because my brother, who's just a couple years younger than me, an American football player, he was really into Tool. I they're never, amazing. They're amazing, but I never really got... I never got, got into it. Sure, sure, you have the to get it. The way that yeah. I never got into Crimson, I heard it once, and it never really grabbed me the way yeah, that yeah. other music did. But they're different, very different bands as well. Exactly. But and some similarities, though, you're right. This is true. Yeah. And now going back, and we, we covered one of the songs for this duo thing, so I learned... One of the tool tunes. Uh, what was it? What, what, what was the tune? That's a good question. Oh, you don't remember? Okay, sure. Okay, this, who cares about names? Jerk. <laughs> no, no, no. Lame. No, no, no. I just was too busy actually trying to learn the song and play with the cats. So Pat and I worked, went in there, and we worked a, a good two days at, at, at making this video stuff. So that'll be online. Yeah, it's a lot of material he, uh, that Mr. Standard has to edit, so we'll mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what Crimson are doing now, like for the new formation, right? I think there's three drummers. Three, three, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I they, haven't heard anything, so I don't know. I mean, my, the funniest thing I ever heard was Mastoledo when I met him. He's like, "Yeah, I just got off a prog cruise." I was like, "A what? <laughs> a prog rock cruise?" This the, the band, yes. Maybe Crimson on a cruise ship plane for it's like a boat gig of all like prog rock bands. It sounds crazy. It's I just can't imagine like like what do people when they're older do? Right, they take cruises along with their favorite rock bands that are also older. It's insane. I hope I don't know if I'm destined for cruise ships playing what I do, but I don't think so. Do you think like every, and every knee free, should have a free jazz cruise? Yes, exactly, exactly. Free jazz boat cruise. Yeah. I actually that did come into my mind. I should have copyrighted. Oh, I did. It's on. It's on. It's recorded. I copyrighted free jazz boat cruise, okay? So it's mine. 15%. <laughs> All, uh, all, all, all of it. Uh, all of it. Uh, all connected. William Parker, stay away from my <laughs> idea, or unless you pay me fifteen percent. <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> it's a, actually not. A, it's a really good idea. It's a really good idea. Everyone um, needs a cruise. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, or, free, or just free, yeah. or free cruise, free free jazz, free free jazz. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> and the, the shackles of, of free of free jazz. I'm just, I need just, to eat dinner. <laughs> well, it's okay. there you go. Um, this is actually, you know, I was wondering, like last night, 
um, I, I watched two shows of yours in the past months because you played uh, Kulturgest as well oh, with yeah. the, with a trio. Right. So and one thing like uh, that te- technically I don't know the name of, but you seem to like when you hit the the, the symbols. Um, you I don't I don't I don't think you I've seen anyone hit like uh, hit the on one same movement as many times. I don't know how to explain this. I don't know the name. <laughs> like a disease or no. yes, obviously <laughs> no, it's a it's um for pretty much no no but, no, but it's like. Uh, have you counted how many uh, times you can hit the symbol like in in one swift movement? Like, have, has it occurred to you? Like, how many times have I, you know? No. No. Like, just for science purposes. Nope. <laughs> you know, if sure. if that happens, it's just to obviously generate or sustain sound for uh-huh. a certain length of time. I don't know. Uh-huh. That's interesting. You would notice that. I, I'll maybe I'll watch tonight and see what happens. <laughs> no, no, focus on the playing, man. I, I, maybe I notice that. I, it's funny if I'm watching certain musicians. Maybe I would notice something like that. But when I'm playing, I have no clue. No, no, no. I mean, but someone else for you. I mean, for instance, like, oh, Jim, so you, so do you mind like uh, us recording this and I'll count as like as many times you can hit the symbol uh, on one given night? I mean. So apparently not. No, <laughs> no, sure, no. Sure. I, but if someone you, will, though. I can easily like. No, I can't. <laughs> and the only reason why? Oh, never mind. I don't carry drumsticks around with me all the time. <laughs> How many more? Come on. There's How many more do you have with you? Any in the bag? Uh, what else is in here? Thirty-two. What's in Jim's bag? <laughs> what is in Jim's bag? For winter that aren't necessary. And here, oh, the um, lip balm. That yes. I didn't use. Uh, and Nutri brand Thyme chocolate, which is terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's this thyme flavor, but it's like instead of like getting artful with the actual flavor of thyme, they pretty much ground it up with flax seeds. It's terrible. It's, so it's literally it's out of time. Though, thank you. Thank you very much. Take it. I have it's time. A gift. I got time now. You have time now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I had to. Um, so, and what else is in your bag? So we'll just go along. Um, I think that's an online thing, actually. Oh, it's my latest CD. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's a shameless plug for my own music. No, it was a gift I forgot to give somebody. There's time later. <laughs> the plans for my next album. What? What? No, you don't want to read that. Uh, it's music paper, blank music paper in a little notebook. So basically, it's a book full of potential. Yeah. Notes, diagrams, music. And other things, I'm sure. That's it. All notes, all potential stuff. Taking notes. If I get a good idea, I write it down. Okay. Or even if it's a terrible idea, I write it down. Do you think the terrible ideas come, come from the chocolate? You know, sometimes you should think about what you come up with as far as ideas. And I know what they're going for, but their, their mint flavor is great. Cinnamon's good. Cassis, lavender. But the time with the crunchy bits, I, I'm just not sure. They tried to go full health. Does it taste good? Mm. There's something wrong about chocolate dissolving in your mouth and having to negotiate gravel and rocks and grass. It's not it. Does I'll ha- take this away from you now. No, oh, there you go. Um, it's, I don't mind its presence. Do you want my new CD? Of course I do. 
Of course I do. I actually, you don't have it? I actually don't because uh, I was going to buy it. Dude, I, you don't have to. Seriously. Dude, dude. There dude. you go. They're not go. selling, so I have to give them away. Seriously? No, no, of course they're selling. <laughs> CDs don't sell anymore. You know that. I bought one at your show, actually. Thank you. Not I'm this not one, though. One of the ten people. No. Not this one, though. <laughs> not the ten people. <laughs> I haven't. I, I did, though. I, I, I recorded a new album uh, to be released on a new label that I can't talk about yet. Oh. Um, that will mainly be high-resolution downloads. Mm. That which is something you do have to pay money for to get. Oh. So it's not as easily downloadable from a Russian re- website sure. that that I have to keep writing to tell them to take our albums off. No, there's still possibilities to sell musical product. People still like to pay for things. Uh-huh. And short of printing up albums and CDs to sell live as mementos, which sure. is what people like to do, the distribution for physical copies isn't so awesome anymore. Mm-hmm. But people still like to... They, I mean, you know, when the new, I don't know about you, but as soon as I saw the new D'Angelo album came out, uh-huh. I didn't really hesitate to download that thing as sure. fast as possible from, uh-huh. I mean, pay for it. Uh-huh. I went to the high resolution sites and they didn't have it available when I was kind of bummed out, but I went right to iTunes and grabbed it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the point. Sure. When you want it, it's available, it's there, you pay for it. These high res sites are pretty cool uh-huh. in the sense that you can get a really high quality product immediately. Portable. There's these new players like the Pono player that Neil Young invented with his team that is a high resolution file player. Mm -hmm. Use good headphones and or you plug it into your car, you've got great sound. Uh So I think there's some hope for it. Okay. But just the medium's changing. So these little CDs are they're they're changing their Mm -hmm. purpose. Mm I don't mean to. Uh, I don't mean to talk Spotify. I know I don't really care about Spotify, but it's interesting because there's a link. Because uh, coincidentally, coincidentally, Pat, Ma- Pat Masolato on Facebook shared is uh, like a print screen of his uh, fee- uh, yearly fees from Spotify, and sa- and it was like two dollars or something, and like a bunch of streaming oh, and yeah. a bunch of streamed files, and it was like. Dollar eighty cents or something, and he was saying like, "This Christmas the, the presents are really going to roll in," <laughs> or something. You know, so this is what a, like a musician gets from streaming. I have no particular point with this; it's just a joke. It's just a funny thing he said. Well, there's but, that's you know. that's a yeah. You're talking to the wrong guy if you want me to say positive words about what the current state of streaming music no, is. No, I don't. I don't really care. I, it bores me. So you know. No, no, no. Well, it, it, really well, if you really want to know. It's completely screwed up uh, our side of the business. The idea that a lot of people buy our music because they're fans and curious. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, I used to buy music that way as well. Like, there's a new CD out, you wouldn't hear it. So in order to hear it, you go and buy it yeah. and listen to it. And maybe it might not be your favorite album, but you bought it. Yeah. You invested the time and the money to check it out. And you heard all the songs in a row, like in, like a full album yeah, and stuff like that? At least you gave it a whole, you gave it a chance. Yeah. But the idea of, I mean, there's nothing wrong with sampling something, but when you can stream a whole album without paying for it, what's the sense of buying it? Yeah. I mean, I, I remember like someone's album came out. And I was about to buy it, and then I saw iTunes had it. Like, they streamed it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, cool. I was in my house. I listened to it. Well, I didn't need to buy it then. I, I heard it. Mm-hmm. Why spend my money? 
I just got it for, and it was kind of, I wasn't that into it anyway. Even if you want to study something, I mean, it's so readily available, I mean. It sucks. Yeah. Meaning that the curiosity sale, at least in our market, means a lot. Mm. We don't sell that much product anyway compared to a superstar, so it's like every sale counts, and I think streaming has really hurt our scene. And yet, people who are not so experienced with digital media and stuff think they need to represent in all markets, which is personally the kiss of death. You've, as a label, you've just shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. You've basically given your sales away, yeah. including your profit. Yeah. So the one way to, you know, there's, there's got to be a way to sort of, the, the business needs to, to reform it, format itself. I mean, for the independent artists, I think it's still pop, in order to make high quality recordings, mm-hmm. which cost money for studios, gear, high quality microphones, people's time, engineering fees, tape, you name it. It's not cheap to make a great sounding album. Not an okay sounding album, a great sounding album. Yeah. So you need to make the money back somehow. Yeah. And, you know, anybody who knows about touring, touring is not the answer. You know, they like to think, like, people will say, well, you make so much money on tour now with your new popularity you gave away for free on Spotify, and that's a bunch of crap. Because everybody knows that a band will tour for nothing their first years just for promotion, sure. at least in the rock world. So that's not really where the money's made either. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important to to reassemble, recollect, and you know you deserve to be paid for the products you make, the products you invest to to make. Just like if you were a farmer, you want to be paid for what you produce. And you can't produce everything. You can't produce everything, and you need you need more income. You know, so this whole like crowdfunding and all it doesn't. That's those are great ideas, and they sometimes work. But you yeah. cannot bank on that. Yeah. What you can bank on are your fans to support what you do, mm-hmm. keep them informed. You don't have to like do backward somersaults for them on every album. Just release your music, and then have the have the decency as an adult. To pay as much for the music as you would for a cocktail. Yes. That's, that's not asking that much. True. You know? Really. Come on, everyone. Grow up. Yeah. Just because you can steal it doesn't mean you should. And Spotify, it's basically stealing. It's, it's funny It's funny how, how some certain commodities are just, like, ridiculous. And then something which you enjoy just has a, such a profound meaning. You just, you know, you just take like that, you know. Like what, what you were saying. I'm just uh, reaffirming what you're saying. Of course. It's, it's, no, it's, absolutely. It's, 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 uh, you, you're okay with stealing. Just say it. Yeah. That's really what it is mm-hmm. when all is said and done. Mm-hmm. No one said you were entitled to free new music mm-hmm. when it costs a fortune to produce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just be, be human about it. <laughs> God, think. You're an adult. You can you can stream till you're 16, then get a job. Okay? You're allowed until you have a free pass. You're 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one less beer. Buy my album. One less beer. Do you think you can have like some sort of partnership with the music and beer? Like like oh, pack a beer you. and free album. I, they already do, I'm sure. We I think I've seen it before. Uh. Buy a beer, get a free disc, or buy our disc and get a free beer. One of the two. <laughs> yeah. They go together. Sure. Beer and wine. And I don't want to think about that too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the beer and wine combos. Yeah, it's not something you would recommend. Yeah. Speaking of wine, there is a tasting tonight in Lisbon. Frank and I will be going to a wine tasting at 7 p.m. at an undisclosed location. So 
won't see you there. <laughs> yes, this will come up. This will come up in the next few weeks, so it's not going okay. To. <laughs> it's a, it, they have nice wine. I'm, I'm really curious. The, there, we were in Porto for a week and got to explore uh, a couple types of wine we had never tried. Small quintas that were producing stuff mm. that wasn't overpriced, but very interesting taste. Yes. Single vineyards. You know the the, the Torriga Nacional, the different grapes. Uh, some interesting small batch wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, had some the other night that was really good, and then there were no more bottles left to taste because they was a small batch. <laughs> so Portugal's great for this. There's a lot of cool. It's like a nice city to wine wine hunt. Yes, hunt for wine. Yes, it is actually, and we, there's like wine tasting experiences for like. 10, 10 euros mm-hmm. and then you get to, to try a, a whole lot of uh, excellent wines and f- for instance I one, one, one of these I found out I was going to uh, I all my life I, I enjoyed um, until recently enjoyed Alentejo wines mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden Dordo wines are the, the ones like I, I never really got into them Dordo wines are so sophisticated it's really good there's a lot and but uh, there's more from there's I had a few from Barreira Barreira yeah, the yeah, other night yeah. and even ones from Al- again Barreira uh, Barreira yeah, yeah that's it and and even small batch uh, wines from Alentejo uh, there's incredible ones mm. it, it, the yeah, big yeah, yeah. the big names you can kind of get sick of mm-hmm. no offense Sure. But they're popular and cheap and plentiful, and, and the taste isn't so fascinating. And if you want something really particular, you go to a smaller winery, their their style, their taste, enjoy what they have, don't expect to have it again. It's really nice for that. Yeah, It's kind of like uh, non-recorded shows. Perhaps. You have to be there to experience it. Come to our shows. <laughs> Take a piece of us home with you in the form of a recording. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. It's done, dude. It's 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 been like way always, longer. Always a, always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. <laughs> it, um, it's um, it's been way longer than expected. <laughs> but it's just just. <laughs> and there you have it. There you go. That was fun, right? I thought so. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And um, was that all the Jim Black you can get? I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I th- I hope at least. Uh, but we'll be talking to Jim in the future again. I'm sure. So please subscribe on iTunes and leave a comment if you find it in your heart. Um, go look for it in your heart. It's, it's in there somewhere, I'm sure. Find us on uh, Made of Things Pod on WordPress, uh, where you can download all of the episodes. Also, Made of Things Pod on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, also on Instagram, uh, we are called uh, Made of Things there. And so, um, thanks for listening, everyone. And see you soon with another interview.